Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. Today is Tuesday, September the 15th. I'm Bruce Turner in Newport, Ritchie, Florida. I'm George Dodger in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm Jeff Zais in Napa, California. And I'm Robert Taylor in New Orleans, Louisiana. Hey, everyone. I'm Duke Carrico in Northeast Tennessee. Tonight, we're going to discuss last week's Apple event. I'm going to ask the panel for their take on Apple's new stuff. Hey, NVIDIA's got another recall And Google Now's got some new notifications. Hey, all of this, our apps, and more. Welcome, everyone, to episode 105. How we doing, panel? Fun, fun, fun. Doing okay. On vacation. Yeah, how's that vacation going, Bruce? Vacation's going good, man. I'm just, uh, I'm not looking at that email. I'm I'm just letting the other managers cover for me. They're doing a great job. I'm just chilling, binge watching some Netflix. Ate uh, ate some smoked chicken out of the smoker today. It was yeah. it was all right. Well, you know what? I watched a sunset with you there uh, last yeah. night. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, that was uh you uh, you broadcasted that on Periscope, and uh, yeah, I watched that and enjoyed it very much. <laughs> Great, enjoyed it too. I actually, actually, I had a one eye on football and one eye on. Uh, on uh my tablet there but yeah i enjoyed it yeah i was kind of surprised that i had enough bandwidth to uh to do that periscope on my tablet but it seemed to hold out pretty good all right hey guys let's talk about some tech stuff here and i'm going to kick off uh we we have about two of these podcasts a year i call them the apple podcasts and they're usually the podcast to where as soon as they're over with uh I start getting comments and email on uh, uh, kicking Jeff Zeiss off the show because he defends Apple. So, uh, Jeff, uh, I'm, I'm going to be calling on you a lot through throughout this. First of all, let's talk about Apple's event. And uh, a lot of things went down. First of all, let's talk about this big old iPad. This thing's almost 13 inches big. Uh also, it's going to have the uh, what they're now calling 3D Touch. Uh, I was really relieved that, you know, early reports was that they were going to call this Force Touch. I, it's, uh, you know, it sounded something like Jethro Tull's Aqualung, you know, and Aqualung's out on the playground Force Touching some little girl, you know. Uh, didn't think that's, that had too good of a ring to it. But uh, uh, anyway, I... Uh, I, Jeff, I'm I'm going to start with you on this. What did you think of that big old gigantic iPad Pro, man? Well, you know, I think the you know, first of all, the cost is you know way up there. That's number one. <laughs> uh, but you know, but that's what they do. That's what Apple products are for. I think there it's you know supposedly it's more for the high end businesses. Um, you know, it's ninety nine dollars for the stylus. You know, that whatever the three D touch or the Force Touch, I think is a great innovation. I think that's very it's cool. I mean, it's it's a good thing. Uh, they're you know Apple's innovating a little bit. Um, I don't need a 12 inch tablet, so again, you know that's a little overkill for me. But they're really trying to focus, I believe, on you know the business aspects of it and, and business in general, and and possibly some graphic design because of the the force. Uh, I want like 3D touch because with the pencil with that additional stylus, they can. When they press down on it, it'll change the thickness of the the line and intensity and things like that, which is kind of cool. I think that'll be good. You know, uh, my NVIDIA tablet's got the same technology as that. Just just letting you know, okay. The harder you push, the the wider the. Yeah, but does it? You know, does it have the the different actions? You know, based on the the, the level of three D touching, you know, it'll do some a different kind of item. You know, 
Yeah, I, I certainly hope it doesn't because, you know, it was free with my tablet. I didn't have to pay $99 extra for it. Of course not. Why would you want to pay $99 extra for an S-Stylus, right? Yeah, just just uh, <clears throat> I was going to make this point, but you've, you've opened the door, and, and then I'm going to ask the other panelists. But, uh, you know, uh, typically to buy this iPad Pro, you're going to drop about $900. If you do choose to add the keyboard and not the stylus, Jeff, but the Apple Pencil, okay? It's not called a stylus. It's called an Apple Pencil. If you choose to add those things, if if you choose to buy the iPad, add the Apple Pencil and a keyboard, you can buy a MacBook Air for cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just think about that. And you can actually set a MacBook Air in your lap. You can't set this thing in your lap. Uh, No, but, you know, I don't understand, you know, again... They're targeting it for business. You know, I don't know what kind of business, you know, but, you know, um, we'll see what happens. You know, they haven't, you know, have they really failed? Has Apple really failed? Um, you know, on a scale of one to ten, most of their products kind of kind of, sort of still make it out there and they support it, you know. So I'm not an Apple fanboy. I, I, don't fire me yet. Uh but um, I think the iPad, the whole tablet arena is kind of it's, it's, the market has tanked a little bit. I don't know if it's going to if this Apple iPad is going to be the resurgence of the, of the tablet. Fair enough, we'll and 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 they did drop the price on on the mini. They upgraded the mini, but they dropped the price slightly. Robert, jump in here, man. Refute Jeff, please. Refute well, me. Refute I, me I now. Wish, I, I wish I could. But unfortunately, you know, there's something called the law of large numbers, okay? And when you have a following as big as what Apple does have, okay, and they come out with a product that maybe in other manufacturers' hands we would consider half-baked and not sell well, Apple's huge following will adopt it. You take a look at the watch. It's not going to set the world on fire. There's nothing revolutionary about it, really. Um, it, it, it does less than some other devices out there, but yet it has sold many, 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 many. The large numbers is coming into play. So would you call it a failure? No, I wouldn't call it a failure. Is it a whopping runaway success? I wouldn't say that either. But you can't say that Apple's got any egg on their face anywhere along the line. And I do know that, you know, Jeff, you talk about the tablet arena tanking some. I think... It has slowed. I wouldn't say that it's tanked, but there are people who are developing apps specifically for the iPad, and they're very successful, and they continue to do it. Why do they continue to do it? Because people continue to use tablets, iPads in particular, and they're developing applications for it. My real estate agent, it is phenomenal the apps that she has at her disposal right now to help people buy houses. So I, I don't think that the tablet market is 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 going to go away anytime soon. It certainly isn't replacing laptops. I, I'd say that. Fair enough. Hey, uh, hey, George, weigh in, man. What do you think about this uh, this big thirteen inch? behemoth of a tablet actually i i see you know it's funny thing is around here you like if you go into coffee shops you go other places a lot of people are using ipads as um, pos machines um yeah. i mean including like goodwill i mean i'm talking like even some places you wouldn't think would use ipads i can see this because it's bigger i i can't see carrying this around but i can see this being used as a pos machine and it seems like they're they're um, I'm, I'm seeing this more often being used more as a retail machine than I am. I've seen more iPads literally cashing me out for coffee recently than I have in people's hands. Yeah, but wouldn't you say that's more small business oriented? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, small to even big business. Um, like I said, I, I walked into Goodwill and they all had iPads too, so at their registers. So and they had a nice fancy looking thing with swipe your card, everything. It was just. Hey Bruce. Now, I saw NFC. That would have been cool too. But 
Bruce, you got anything yeah. you want to add? <clears throat> yeah, you know, I <clears throat> I go into the same uh, not the same stores, but the same type stores that George uh, is talking about, and they're using their iPads and the Square app mm-hmm. uh, as point of sale. Uh, but they also have these. Square has designed these uh, machines that the iPad, the current old iPad, fits in, and it swivels around more than enough room to do a point of sale on that iPad. There's not a single business that's going to find a compelling reason to have to buy a new case and this big iPad to do what they can already do now with the current iPad. If you're a businessman, you want to keep your costs low. There's nothing wrong with the iPad, so I don't see it going there. But when you listen to Leo Laporte and some of these Mac guys, like on Mac Break Weekly today and like over the weekend on the on the, on the the tech show, tech guy radio show and on Twit, they're all talking about this iPad as a production machine. And they're all talking about people actually doing video editing on this thing and and so forth and so on. So maybe for that. But listen, I, I just like Jeff said, or, who, or uh, Robert said, you know, or whoever said, you can buy an iPad Air for for less money. Uh, and then when you, you know, I was listening to Sarah Lane, who's who was co-hosting the uh, Screensavers uh, with Leo, and even she said, you know, when you when you when you're sitting on the couch or when you're sitting in the bed, you're wanting to watch a Netflix movie or something else like that. She she said now she's going to get one of those big ones, but you're not going to use it for that. I, I think you know when you look at the iPad Mini, I think they were smart to drop the price on the old one, up the processor power on the new one. This seven inch tablet, this happens to be an LG G Pad Seven. Um, that's that's a really great size, you know. Especially I'm here on vacation. I'm binge watching some uh, some tips, Star Trek Voyager, and I was introduced to a new show on USA Network called Mr. Robot. Wow, what a talk about a hacking show! And uh, and reading Kindle books on here. I just I just downloaded uh, five new books since I've been here. So, but I can't imagine them using that. 13-inch iPad as a production machine, but that's all they were talking about on Mac Break Weekly today. Maybe. The reason why it's being thought of is it's very similar to buying a Surface because I think they're kind of trying to do what people are doing with the Surface. I mean, you're going to buy accessories. You're going to buy a keyboard and stuff with it. You're going to use it similar to a Surface if you're going to use it for video editing and everything else. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm just – I'm I'm not seeing it – um, as a, a hands-on user coffee shop machine, that thing's gigantic. You know, you, you know what I, why I don't think, and, and I did see by the by the way, I watched the keynote, and they they talked a lot about that video editing. You know why I don't think that that's true? Have you ever tried to get a video on an iPad? Okay, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you take a video with your iPad, it's not too hard. But if you've ever tried to put one on your iPad, it's not very easy. Uh, I I, I I think the cloud is starting to change that some. But to physically take a file and put on your iPad, iPads suck for stuff like that. Could you imagine Final Cut Pro actually running on that? Well, and and listen, man, you know, Adobe, Adobe was there showing support for it, as was Microsoft. So don't get me wrong. I'm not calling this thing a failure uh, at all, but I am saying for the price of it, you better have specific applications in mind. If not, you're going to be a whole lot better off just buying a a MacBook Air. Yeah. Maybe some some on the fly kind of production work, but you know serious production work. Nah, I don't. I don't yeah, see I re- that happen. I really I put in the chat. You saw me. I wanted to go out in the living room and and, and grab my brother in law's Surface Three that he's got. And of course, he's busy using it right now. They're they're trying to find a truck to pull a trailer. By the way, uh, Jeff want to do uh, maybe five or six months out of the year traveling and stuff like that. But uh, I'll tell you, I've had a chance to play around with that, and you know he's got the keyboard with it. Uh, that's you know. I've, I've been here for a few days, and I'll tell you what, it's not a bad machine. It's already updated to Windows 10, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. Beautiful hardware on that, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Microsoft's done well. I'll still yet say it's it's not a laptop. You can't use it, you know, which uh, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's not useful, 
but you just can't put it in your lap and use it good. So, so what do you guys think about the 3D touch technology? I thought I think that's cool. I think that's a good innovation. You know, I mean, well, I, 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 in in a lot of ways, I think it it goes against Apple's philosophy. You know, of keeping things simple. But absolutely, I, I I think those extra gestures that you're going to get, I think before it's over with, there's going to be close to 300 new gestures that you know that 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 3D touch is going to allow. So, uh, hey, listen, I think that's a good thing. Uh, I'm I'm not knocking them for that at all. Hey guys, let's talk about the Apple TV. You know, uh, Apple TV it's it's been a solid device, but they've never never really updated it. And and now they've updated it, and uh, the way that I would describe this update, I'm sorry, Apple, is incremental. Don't get me wrong. They've added some pretty cool functionality to the remote. You got Siri in the remote now. You can, uh, it's got it's going to have a gyro in it, so you can play some Nintendo-like games with it. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some lawsuits where somebody gets carried away, you know, and throws a remote and hits somebody in the head, and you know how the press loves stories like that so we'll be hearing some of that uh the uh, the ui itself it uh it, it looks slightly refreshed but uh it doesn't look like a big stretch of course you, you know they've upgraded the processor but they've also upped the price to 150 dollars uh hey robert apple tv versus roku what do you think brother not not even close hands down roku hands down roku now i would say you'd have a tougher comparison if we were going to look at the fire tv the amazon fire tv but when it comes to something like the roku apple tv doesn't even compare it doesn't even compare now roku doesn't have any voice integration amazon fire tv does um now wait a minute roku 3 does have voice integration i can voice search for an actor, a movie, or a TV series? Uh, yeah, the, the higher-end one does. Yeah, okay. I just should have clarified. Because, you know, we still have all three. The LT version, the middle version, yeah. and the Roku. Oh, 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 and, and I think it's worth mentioning that uh, the top-of-the-line Roku is uh, under $100. This new Apple TV is $150. 99 The Roku 3 is $99. Uh, we are still waiting to see what they're going to do next because they the Roku 3 has been out for well over a year and a half, two years now. I mean, it, it's been here for a while. Um, the, the last thing that Roku did was the stick. They came out with the, the, the stick, and that was kind of like the end of it. But again, when you're looking at what is available to you for consumption, again, this is a consumer consumption device, um, they did, you know, you've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got iTunes, you've got all of that. But what Roku brings to the table is not only that, but all of the channels that are available there. And that is, and and it's customizable, which you cannot do with the Apple device. So you're going to pay about a third more, and you're not going to get as much available content to you um, as you would with a Roku device. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think the the interesting thing is is all the apps that they're trying to put on it and opening it up to the developer network. That's where that's where they'll hopefully shine a little bit. Right? Well, and, and I think I, I think in gaming too, Jeff. I think yes. that that if you look at uh, at the iOS gaming and with this remote, that that is something that they're really very quickly will have an edge on Roku. Yeah, there are a couple of games on the Roku devices now, but certainly nothing to, to be jumping up and down for. And I would suspect that Apple, you know, they're, they're talking about the Disney Infinity, the Guitar Hero, all of that other stuff. It, that is definitely going to hit the ground a lot faster than what Roku has. Roku's, like I said, been out for a year and a half, two years, and they really haven't done anything on the gaming side of things. I think that'll be considerably different for Apple. They'll definitely do more with the gaming side of things and app development side of things. George, George, who, who, what kind of consumer buys an Apple TV? What kind of what is an Apple TV? Uh, a, a consumer. Who, who, who's the typical guy who's going to buy Apple TV? 
Who's going to buy this new device? Uh, I mean, not me, because uh, I know some people that own Apple, but they've never really tried anything other than Apple TV. So in other words, if you're already into the iTunes and and you're using it now for your music and movies, maybe it makes sense to buy an Apple TV. Otherwise, what's what's the motivation for someone like uh, Jeff or Robert or Bruce to buy an Apple TV? Can, Can you think of anything? I can't think of anything. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure Netflix is available. I'm also sure Amazon is available on it. But uh, I mean, uh, Roku, I think, has got you hands down as far as channel selection. I mean, nobody really kicks them. Um, but, okay. Yeah, if if you're not an Apple user already, if you don't have an investment in it, iTunes specifically, you're not going to get a lot out of this. There's not going to be a big benefit to it. But here's where Apple, the Apple TV or the Apple ecosystem or Apple developer network or just their infinite power. If anyone can offer a la carte, Apple would probably be the first one that could probably deliver that kind of service. Uh, you know, I mean, really, hey, you're, you're right. I mean, honestly, I figured at this announcement, you know, when they were holding this, I thought, well, we're going to get a new Apple TV, and they're probably going to announce, oh, and one more thing. We just bought Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a sling TV equivalent type thing. Is that what you mean? I, no. I, and I agree with you. Jeff, ah. shut up. I agree with you. Okay, just shut no, up. No, but I'm thinking more like, oh, you're going to get li- – you start getting live, you know, network coverage, you know. You know, not not just shows that you can play on demand, but live events, live network. You can get that on Roku. Get, but I'm just saying that I think Apple would have a stronger yes. um, draw to for that whole industry to be a la carte. Do you own um, – Jeff, just as an example, do you own anything like this? No, you I don't. Fire or – Roku. I do have a fire. I have a. I, I use it. I have the. I mean, the fire is not bad, but I actually. Um, I have. I, I put because the fire was so cheap. I bought it for twenty bucks at one point. Dropped it on. Used it. I forced myself to use it for a week. I mean, it just did not compare to a Roku. So, I mean, I can't see myself going out and spending. But can you can watch lo- if you can on your Roku? Can you watch local live broadcast? I can using rabbit ears on my TV. So yeah, I'm really saying not rabbit about ears. Forget about the rabbit ears. No, but they Local. do. I mean, there there are apps that offer. Um, there's one we were talking about the other day. I mean, it's paid, but um, you can watch network TV, we'll say, but not local network specifically. I don't know if I don't. Do you see Apple actually offering that? I'm saying yeah. if anyone if anyone could, Apple would be the player. I, That's I don't, what I'm saying. I don't think they would though. I, and they have not rumbled that they would. They have not indicated that they would. And that is a disappointment. But I agree with Jeff. Roku certainly couldn't. Amazon maybe kind of might have would have had something of an opportunity, but they're not really doing that. If anybody really was going to walk to the table and say, we're going to put AMC or Lifetime or TVS or TNT and make it available a la carte, okay, Apple would be the company to do it. Yeah. They haven't done it. They've not rumbled that they're going to do it. But the if they did it, people would flock to the Apple TV because they're looking for a way to reliably cut the cord from the, the stranglehold that the cable companies have. Hey, Bruce, how, how do you Bruce, do it? Bruce, how, how do you uh, how do you watch uh, most of your TV? Do you stream it or do you watch it live? I'm not talking about, you know, how do you watch TV from your computer. When you sit down in front of your TV in the living room, uh, what's what's your provider? Uh, If if we're not watching Dish, which is we're kind of locked in here in the apartment complex I lived in. If I'm using a device, I'm using my Roku. Okay. All right. Uh, I've... uh, of course, I've got a Roku and, and Chromecast. I've got two Chromecast, and and guys, uh, even though I do, I do still have cable, I have a basic cable package, uh, but uh, that basic cable package gives me access to stream all kinds of channels live, and, and I'm telling you, when I want to watch live TV, that's how I do it. That and a Chromecast, hey, guys, what a combination. 
okay? Mm -hmm. But just anything else, it's normally the Roku. I love my Roku. Hey, yep. guys, we're, uh, we're turning this into a cord cutter podcast. Let's move on. Let's talk about the, uh, the iPhones, the new iPhone, the 6S, and uh, uh, guys, these things got a refresh. And I want to tell you, rather than go through the, the stats and so forth, et cetera, let's just talk about price, okay? As these carriers are moving away from the two-year contracts, uh, is it going to be pretty hard to sell these brand-new shiny Apple devices uh, when you got to pay for, for them totally up front? I think it's a dilemma. The thing you got to look at is, is that the, the, the wallet thickness of the average Apple user, okay, gives them a little bit more disposable income, okay? In my, that's strictly my opinion. And I don't think that it's going to affect Apple as much as it's going to affect some of the other higher-end priced phones, okay? Um, without the subsidized phone contract looking at a $700 purchase, $750 purchase price of a phone, um, that's got quite a sting to it. The way that carriers are getting around it is, oh, it's only $25 a month. You know, that kind of has softened the blow a little bit. But anybody who sits down and does the math in their head, over the course of the two-year period, you're still spending that six or $700. Yeah. You're not getting away from anything. You're still spending the money. And, and you know, uh, I think the consensus the last few months on this show has been that uh, with with our Android devices, that you don't necessarily have to have the newest and the shiniest to have a positive experience. That uh, uh, the advancements in phones have kind of slowed down some, both software and hardware. And I, I think the same could be said about Apple devices. Uh, yeah, they've got this brand new shiny one that at the end of September you can order new but chances are the iPhone that you've currently got is still a solid device. Isn't that generally a true statement? Very much so. And isn't that, hasn't that been a true statement at every release of the new phone? You know, at the time that the iPhone 5 came out, was not the 4 and the 4S still reasonably good functioning phones? Well, I, I think that is true. I, I think that Apple has been a little less incremental than uh, a lot of the Android advancements. Uh, I know a lot of people are probably getting mad at me right now, but I, I really believe in my heart that uh, going back two, two and a half years ago, like uh, there, there was a big jump in capabilities, uh, you know, when when Google was sending you a, uh, a a new update, a total new operating system about every eight nine months, okay, and, and uh, a lot of people were getting stuck. That was a lot of the frustration with Android owners, is you know they'd go buy this brand new HTC device, and guess what, HTC wouldn't push out the the next uh, operating system, you know. Uh, and Apple has been good for that. I've got to give Apple their props there. Uh, I mean, listen, I've got an iPad 2 sitting here in front of me, okay? The thing's still functioning great. And Apple pushes updates whenever there's a new operating system. Surprise, hey, I've got a new one waiting on me. You know, push a button. I, I, I tell you, you know, we've become, many, many have become like a dog chasing a tail. You guys own dogs. You've seen that. Um, but what, one of the things, going back to you're talking about this high price and are, what are people going to be willing to pay? You know, drop seven, eight hundred dollars down for a, for a new device, especially if you get a sixty-four gigabyte one. Uh, one of the things that I've come to in my life right now is I'm at the place right now where I am totally comfortable not having the flagship phone. With I don't care who makes it, I'm very, very happy with my Samsung Galaxy. Alpha. It only has a 720p screen, but because it has a 720p screen, I get better battery life than somebody that's running a 1080p screen or somebody who, God forbid, is going to fork over the cash to get a 4K screen on a phone. I mean, are you serious? 
You look at how you use your phone. You don't have to have a flagship phone. If I was going out and buying a new phone right now, I guarantee you, I'd come a lot closer putting my money down on a new Moto X Pure than I would be looking at an iPhone 6S. And, and Bruce, is that is that not true that a lot of people are taking that same stance, and that's why we're seeing more of the midline phones like the Moto E and the Moto X Pure. Sorry, and the Moto G. I stopped on you. Yeah. But, 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 you know, there's a difference between, you know, having a phone that's a status symbol, right, and a having a functioning phone. And, and I will answer that, too, because I just read just today, what is the number one phone pre-ordered was the rose-colored phone, the pink one. Okay? The rose gold. It, it, there you it, go. it is form, not function. It is, you know, and you know, they're and they are ahead of the curve on that. They have always been ahead of the curve on it. Well, you know, listen, it, it's fashion. I, Apple's totally. pretty good. Listen, it's it's a it, it's a fashion accessory, and you can't say that about anything that's running Android. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Except when, uh, except when you get the new Samsung foldable phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey guys. All right, man. I, like I said, this happens two or three times a year where we talk Apple products on Android <laughs> Journal. We're through talking Apple. Let's move on and talk about some Android stuff, okay? Hey, guys, NVIDIA. Uh, this one caught my eye simply because NVIDIA, just they're, they're just coming out of a massive recall. They basically recalled... Every one of their Shield 8-inch tablets, okay, basically a year's worth. And uh, and listen, they, they did a great job of standing behind it, but now they this is a smaller recall, but now it sounds like that if you get the 500-gigabyte version of the Android Shield TV, uh, there's a real good chance that the hard drive's going to fail in it. And uh, I'll tell you what. Robert, talk to me here, man. What do you think about this? Uh, is is NVIDIA a failure at turning out Android products? I I don't know that I would say that they're a failure. They, they, they really get high, high regard for their Shield tablet and all of that. I, I, I really do. I do think it's kind of a little bop in the nose to have two recalls so close, back-to-back, the battery, now the hard drive. You know, that is a little bit on the spooky side. But I wouldn't say that they failed. I, I think this is just kind of a misfortunate accident of circumstance. Well, I, you know, I would look for those Woot uh, uh, emails coming out in the next couple months about, you know, get this new shield reconditioned for like, yeah. you know, half the cost, you know, because all those guys are being sold someplace. Hey, seriously, though, kudos to NVIDIA for standing behind their products oh, yeah. like they do. You know, uh, right. uh, getting my getting my tablet replaced, I mean, I, I filled out a form, and a couple of weeks later, a, a brand-new device came in the mail to me. I activated it, and probably about a day and a half later, my original quit functioning, okay? About uh, three weeks after that, Guess what came in the mail? A box to ship it back, complete with shipping label, instructions on how to pack it. Uh, didn't cost me a penny. Right. All right, and, and was and was really wasn't it, it wasn't that inconvenient for me. So uh, uh, that that's one thing that I gotta say. At least on these recalls, they're standing behind what they're selling really, really well. And that means something to me personally. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly that's that will go a long way to make up for the fact that they've had two, you know, back-to-back, you know, recalls like this. The one thing that is kind of odd about this one, and they talk about it in the article, that it's not a blanket recall. You you kind of have to experience the failure, and then they'll issue you yeah. a replacement. Yeah. It's it's not like if you've got this serial number or this series. You know, um, so that kind of tells me that they don't know which hard drives are more prone to failure than the other or that they're 
are multiple manufacturers or distribution points, and only one of them is, is prone to the failure. But again, they, they stepped up. They said, hey, if this happens, come here. We'll give you the replacement. And as in your case, Duke, you said it's just no questions asked. Bing, de bang, de boom. It's all done. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, any, anybody got anything else they want to add to that? I, I just did think that it's worth mentioning that uh, that they're going through this again. All right, man. I'm going to move on. Our next uh, our next article here, uh, Jeff. You were talking about football uh, before we went on air. You and I were talking about watching the games, and uh, I, I was sitting in front of the TV Sunday. I'd come home from church. I'd eaten some lunch, and I was sitting there, and I just happened to pick up my phone, and there was a Titans score. Tennessee Titans game in progress uh, popped up on my Google now. Uh, have you experienced something similar I, with San Francisco? I have, and Buffalo Bills, because I follow them as well. So, yeah, they're, it's showing up everywhere now. Okay, what about you, Bruce? Uh, I know you're not necessarily a football fan, but have you started seeing something oh, no. other? Listen, I, I, the Dolphins are playing the Redskins, and uh, I had the same pop-up, <laughs> comes up, lets me know about that score. And then the other thing I noticed is my Google now told me that Joey Escavel has, has arrived home. That's so comforting to know if you can see that right there. Hey, you know, Joey, so Joey, welcome home, brother. Uh, Joey has allowed you to see updates on his commute, interested in updates on Joey, Joey's commute, and I could say yes. So I've got that. But here's the other funny thing about this Android notifications as they've changed. I go to the Muse Coffee House uh, probably three times a week, but I work from home. Google now thinks that I work at the Muse Coffee House because it says you're six minutes away from work, and I'm sitting in at home in my home office, and it thinks that I work at the Muse. I think that's kind of funny. But, Bruce, what that means is you're spending a little too much time at the Muse Coffee House. I'm sure the Muse doesn't think so. Well, I mean, I work while I'm there, too, you know, so. But, you know, know that tells me notifications are going to start turning into ads. Well, we've long said, you know, when it can tell by your location, knows where you are, what stores you're nearby, yeah. it's definitely going to be an advertisement opportunity. You know that's coming. Is, is that a bad thing, though? I mean, uh, George, let, get, get in on this conversation. Is is targeted well, it's ads? Funny. I was shopping the other day, and uh, on my phone, it just knew where I was, and I pulled up the barcode for the store I was shopping in because it was right there. But I also get that on Google Wallet too. When I have Wallet activated, Wallet knows where I am. But this was Wallet wasn't even activated; it just knew I was, you know, sitting in a public store or at Winn Dixie or wherever I was, and it just popped up, and it just went right to the barcode for. You know, so it's 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 pretty cool, actually. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really, you know. I guess I guess on occasion I'll get an Arsenal or Manchester United score pop up. But you know, it's, well, it's, I'm, I, but I think the point that I'm trying to get at is, uh, uh, you know, a- Amazon. If you've searched for something on Amazon, or that, what kills me, I've bought something on Amazon. Oh yeah, and and then I go somewhere else, and there's an ad for what I bought on Amazon. Uh, you know, a week prior. To, to <laughs> me, that's not very effective advertising. But if Google can recognize, first of all, if Google knows that I like Yingling beer, okay, and and Google knows that uh, I'm close to Food City, and Food City's got Yingling beer on sale. And they send an ad to me telling me that. To me, that's advertising that I want. Yeah. Well, look at my here. You know, here's my screen. It shows. You know, look. It shows me the my Giants scores and the 49ers score. Uh, uh, article about uh, a fan getting beat up on uh, at the Levi Stadium. You know, and it just it and it they made it look so much more pleasing now too. You know, on the on the cards and everything. So I I'm really liking what they're doing. I mean, I think it's looking really nice. So, all right, good deal. Any anything else anybody wants to add about the new Google Now cards? It sounds like we're all getting to experience uh, new features within Google Now. 
Yeah, and, I, and I'm starting, you know, they rolled out this thing where now developers can write it into their app to give you Google Now cards. I, I'm beginning to slowly see Google Now cards that are related to an application. So I think uh, developers are still working on that, but I think that's going to be interesting as well. I agree. I agree. Hey, guys, Qualcomm has, uh, they've been teasing us a little bit with their 820. Of course, we know that the 810 was pretty much a disaster with a lot of heating problems. But uh, this thing, it sounds pretty cool, man. And uh, first of all, uh, LTE speeds, it's going to have LTE Category 12 download speeds of up to 600 megabits per second. Now, if I say up to, uh, we probably won't see those speeds for a long time, depending on where we're at. I don't think in northeast Tennessee, if I buy uh, a you know, a device with this chipset, I'm going to experience that because uh, a lot of rural places around here are still running 3G. All right. But uh, this sounds like a whole lot of processor. And uh, let's uh, let's get some thoughts on this, man. Is, uh, is this an instrumental upgrade versus the 800, the 808, and the 810 processor? Uh, who have I got here on this? Talk to me, Robert. You're muted. You're muted, Robert. Sorry, I was trying not to make any noise, and I sat there and just stood, jumped right in because one of the things that it, you know interested me when I was going through the article and the specs was um, not only the cellular, but what it was going to do with Wi-Fi improvements. And they, they talk about, you know, going to 802.11 AC, okay, and having, uh, you know, two-by-two two MIMO antennas to, you know, give it a, a really good, strong Wi-Fi signal because that is one of the things that I struggle with. I have a great Wi-Fi in my home, but I still occasionally struggle with my phone. My tablet, not so much since I've gotten the newer update, but with my phone, I really do have some trouble sometimes keeping that Wi-Fi signal connected. Even though my Wi-Fi signal is great in the house, I still have some difficulty. You have to reboot the phone, go through it. So I'm interested to see what this chip will, will, will do on the Wi-Fi side of things. And they, they talk about why this is important with voice calls that switch between cellular calling and Wi-Fi calling. I think that's kind of one of the, the, the drawbacks that we have right now is that we don't have strong Wi-Fi capabilities in our devices right now. So that kind of prevents Wi-Fi calling from really taking hold. There's very few. I think uh, T-Mobile is the only one who actually offers uh, Wi-Fi calling. And, and seamless switching between those two. You know, if you look at like uh, what I'm talking about, uh, data, if, uh, if I'm in a hangout call with you, Robert, and I'm using data, but then I suddenly, I, when I pull into my Wi-Fi network, guess what happens? The call drops. Yep. So, so that's, you know, I'm kind of interested to see what this chip is going to offer on that front. Um, and, you know, we're assuming that we've gotten past the issues that, you know, plague the A-10. So, you know, it's, it would be nice. You, you know, uh, up, up until the A-10, uh, Qualcomm was a real leader. Mm -hmm. in uh in the chipset for mobile devices so uh, uh it sounds like this 820 is going to be a real house it's uh of course you know the 810 sounded what the battery life will be hopefully it's better yeah right? yeah and and it, they're advertising better battery life so uh anyway hey listen i found that interesting and uh, uh but do you I'm, think do you think that uh you know um Google Google is kind of driving this a little bit, and T-Mobile is driving this. The ability of Wi-Fi calling and you know having dual bands, you know, switching on and off as 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 a, as a way to doing that, you know. And this is just well, that, I, that that newfound demand that they think is going to be out there. I, I don't think that Google and T-Mobile are necessarily driving it. I just think that. Many in the industry recognize the need for it, and Qualcomm has, uh, you know, worked to design these features into their chipset. Yeah. So to give you, you think it's future forward kind of thing, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey guys. 
Google here a while back, uh, they introduced to developers what they called their uh, their Chrome Push API. And, and let's, uh, let's stress here, we're talking mobile Chrome and not necessarily Chrome on your desktop, okay? But uh, basically, uh, they, they gave developers an API that is going to enable uh, developers to push notifications through the mobile web browser to your device. Facebook has now brought that feature to the uh, to the mobile web. And all, all you got to do is go to uh, facebook.com uh, from your mobile device, m.facebook.com. It'll ask you if you want to enable the push notifications. And uh, saw this today, tried it. And it works pretty good. It works uh, probably more efficiently than the Facebook app does. Uh, I, I guess the question that I have, Bruce, I'm going to throw this to you. Is this the future now? Or now that Google can do this push stuff, are we going to are, are we going to start consciously choosing the mobile web browser over the app? We are. If Facebook can't come up with a better app that doesn't use as much battery life and and plug up my machine, I'm convinced. You know, I got you. Know, you get a new Facebook uh, update every once in a while, and, and I, you know, I'm I'm pretty confident that the app that's using the most battery life on my phone, the one that's most likely to cause me to have to restart it to get it working smoothly again. It's the Facebook app. So, but but here's the thing with notifications, and you you know some of us have been playing around with Blab. By the way, it was interesting, uh, a really intriguing Blab last night with Rob Scoble, Robert Scoble, the Scobleizer on there. It was so intriguing. I normally I go to bed around ten o'clock. I didn't go to bed till around eleven thirty, just listening to this Blab and hearing them talking about five G chips from Broadcom, you know, so forget about what speed you might get on that new Snapdragon 820. You know, probably 18 months from now, they're going to be talking about 5G. But, you know, I, I get so many notifications now from just Blab. I'm getting I'm getting uh, just overwhelmed with notifications. So I, I think it's I – th- I think I like it, you know, to be able to have it within the browser – um, to get those notifications of the browser, to go to the mobile uh, site for Facebook instead of running that app, um, I think that's good. But man, I'm 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 just getting overwhelmed with notifications. I'm trying to figure out, you know, okay, what's really important to get notified about. So yeah, I, I you've uh, listen. I agree with everything you said, uh, Jeff. Jump in here, man. Uh, what do you think about uh, uh, what Bruce said? Uh, are yeah, you experiencing I, you know, notification overload? Oh, I, you know, I, I don't do Facebook on my mo- mobile app, nor do I want to. You know, I mean, on my mobile phone, I should say. So, um, and I don't like when I get a lot of Google Hangout, you know, notifications on my you know, mobile phone either. So I like my phone to be clean. I don't mind my desktop, you know, if I fire it up and look at it. That's great. But, uh you know, I, I don't want all that. It's just it's just way too much. And uh, yeah, you have to downscale. And you're in the phone is not for me. The phone is not designed to always be in constant contact and constant information and all that. I just want to, you know, I want to look at it as as a more of a pull device than a push device. Unless there was an amber alert or something like that. But you know, uh, I want to know by. X pulling the information, not getting it pushed to me constantly because I I just want to know what the weather is like in Middletown right now. Is it is the fire going ravishing? Do I want to get every notification about it? No. I when I want to see it and I want to know about it, I want to be able to access it. And I I, I prefer it in a pull the pull version versus a push version. I think I think that's a, I think that's a fair assessment. I've uh, Bruce. I'm just gonna tell you that. Uh, a lot of my Facebook notifications, I've started scaling back who notifies me. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and if, I, if I comment on something, right after I comment on it or like it, I immediately go up there and turn off notifications because I don't want to get a notification every time somebody else likes it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys, let's talk about this next bit, Robin.
This is a new smartphone. It's got a new design. It's got cloud integration. Uh, this looks, uh, listen, I really like the looks of this phone. And let me share my desktop so that YouTube viewers can know what I'm talking about here. Uh, you're going to get 100 gigs of storage with this phone. It's uh, uh, the phone, I, I, I'd say it's met its goal by now. I really wanted to look at this, but, uh, you know, uh, before we went live tonight, listen, it's guys. It's like 5 gigs of RAM, something like that. It's some weird. Yeah, it's I a 5.2 IPS and- display. It's got full HD resolution, dual stereo speakers, got dual amps for those stereo speakers. So uh, this thing ought to be a, uh, uh, if you're a music lover, you might want to look at this phone. Listen, they've, uh, they're headed to Australia. They say they've got a plan in place to bring this to Sprint and Verizon. Uh, we've seen a lot of these phones. We've talked about a lot of these phones, the OnePlus uh, line. Uh, what about this uh, Kickstarter, man? Uh, hey George, way in here, brother. It's actually a pretty decent thing. I was looking at the Kickstarter a couple weeks back. Um, well, probably about two weeks ago, I was looking at this. Um, it looks uh, like a pretty interesting idea. I mean, the idea basically behind the phone is, um, you know, like you run out of room so fast on your phone because, as we're talking with Facebook or anything else, you throw apps on there, and then uh, what this phone is smart enough to know that which ones you don't use so much, so it tosses them in the in your cloud drive. So the things you don't use all the time, it just realizes, well, man, you know, just not using Facebook all the time. I'm just going to shove that in the cloud. When he needs it, we'll pull it back down again. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty innovative, actually, if you, if you ask me. It's kind of cool. Um, but it does have a crap ton of local storage, too. So um, it's, you know, I'm not really – you got, what is it, 16 and 32. So it, it's, it's comparable with other phones. I've actually done kind of what Bruce has done. I've just scaled back. I mean, I, I don't have Facebook on my phone. It's just stupid to have it on your phone. I, I mean, I'm, I only started using Facebook a couple months back. Again, I kind of ditched my account for the longest time, and, and uh, because of events in my life, I, I kind of went back to using it. Um, but uh, the notifications are evil. I put it on, actually, I put uh, on my old Nexus. I put Facebook on here just as a quick notification thing, and. I swear, if you leave this for a day, you come back. There's 75 notifications yeah. uh, sitting here from FacePlace alone. So, I mean, I'm thinking about removing it off there. I've completely removed Messenger and stuff. So, this phone automatically does that for you, though. This phone comes out and goes, "Oh, this guy isn't using it. He's not accessing Messenger every time somebody messages him." So, eventually, it's going to figure you're not doing that and move it up. And I'm guessing you can scale the time for which uh, it starts doesn't uninstall well i guess it does do a sort of uninstall but it moves them moves the app and all its storage that you're using for that sounds, the cloud to give you more room on the phone sounds like basically it's going to leave just a shortcut on your phone and and but basically that shortcut will be grayed out somewhat to let you know that this yeah. app is not residing yeah. locally it's going away yeah it's going to go yeah, away i would be more inc- i would be more inclined to look at the phone if they didn't offer their own cloud service if they if they put it on Verizon cloud service or whoever you know the carrier is because if they go out of business or they can't meet the scaling um you know, you kind of. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're, they're they're giving you the cloud service. I'm not sure after a certain point are they going to charge you for that 100 gigs. I'd rather use the um the 100 gigs I pay for on Google or something to that. Yeah, effect. that's what I mean. I'd rather I would I would trust another service besides a startup Kickstarter program, you know, than for that cloud storage. That's what I'm trying to get to. It's a very nice phone. I'm I, I kind of like the mint one, but I would prefer the black one, probably like most people, because they they have the two models. Um, but and the mint one doesn't look too too bad. It's just kind of I don't know, kind of like uh, looks like a Japanese anime phone or something. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd be using it that much if I had the green one. And you're gonna get a case so anyway, Find a case. And, and just for the sake of clarity, I did look at the Kickstarter. They are just shy of one million dollars. They've they've been they're fully done. They were looking for five hundred thousand. 
they're almost at a million right now. So it's going to happen. There's 15 days left in the Kickstarter program. But I'm with you, Jeff. If they were integrated with, you know, Google Drive, Dropbox, Verizon, or somebody, a more external cloud service, I'd definitely be more enthused about this project. Uh, I, I think it's going to be something fun to watch. Uh, by the way, for anybody that doesn't know, you're looking at a retail price for these phones, uh, $400 to 350 depending on your, uh, uh, you know, which model you go with. And, uh, hey, get on over to Kickstarter and look for this, man, this uh, next bit. Robin, get in on the fun because uh, this, uh, this looks interesting. All right, man. Anybody got anything else? Hey, gang, who are we? We are Tech and Coffee. And our favorite social network is Google+. You can search on us over there. Search Tech and Coffee. Look for the T and C logo. Hey, you can catch us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech and Coffee One. Our YouTube channel is Tech and Coffee. Hey, catch this podcast on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and Player FM. Hey, you can tweet us or talk to us on Google Plus. Use the hash Tech and Coffee. Questions, comments, snide remarks. AJ at Tech and Coffee dot info. All right, gang. What kind of apps have you brought to the table this week? Well, <laughs> I will say that I have configured um, Apple Pay on my uh, Samsung Galaxy Alpha, and I have used it a couple times on this trip uh, at drugstores to get some, uh, you know, stuff that I needed. So, um, I, you know, I have Google Wallet. I've got the Google Wallet card. Uh, I've used that before, but uh, I actually configured uh, Apple Pay to work with my Bank of America debit card, and uh, it works works really well. So, you, as you know, they released that. Uh, you do have to have a secure lock screen in order to use the app. So uh, if you just were using Swipe to unlock, you can't use it, uh, the Apple Pay app. You have to have a, a PIN number or my phone's got a fingerprint reader on it that I use. And it works. It works really well. So, uh, you know, give it a try. Very good. Very good, George. What do you got, my my friend? I've actually got nothing this week. I was thinking about re reintroducing the raw image thing, but I don't know. It's you got to be really into photography. <laughs> All right. All right, Jeff. What do you got? Okay, I got something called Usikin. You like musician, excuse me. Here it is right here. Uh, let me get rid of this. And basically it is a uh, – it's kind of like Guitar Hero um, for the Android tablet or Android device. And um, you can uh, download, download songs and it puts it in tab. And then as you play it on the guitar – it will show you where you are on the on on the tab on the on the guitar and um, and do it. So let's see if I can do this here. Pull it up, and it's just like Guitar Hero. So it's going to tell you when you want to play whatever part, you know. So it's just you just follow the guitar. Which you can't really see here. Hold on, hold on. Let's see if I can change this up a little bit. Nope, you're not doing it. I don't know what's going. It's sharing the screen on that one. But it's basically Guitar Hero for your guitar, and it, it's tunes to your guitar. And as you play it, it goes through the different tabs. So if you want to kind of practice different songs with the tabs, um, it'll do it. And it does the full song and the melody and whatever. It's called Musician. And it's kind of cool. It has a little tuner in it. I kind of like it. That I haven't does, really been playing. That does look cool. And I imagine that as tight as you are, it's free. Of course it's free. But there are upgrades, like anything else. But it's very similar to Guitar Hero. Um, and it has exercises for your um, reading the tabs as it's playing at what different speeds. So it's kind of 
kind of cool for that. So if you don't know Tab and what that's about, Usican or Usician, I should call it, Usician, um, we have it in the show notes. Um, download it. It's free. You can play around with it. it. Once you tune your guitar to your tablet, through your tablet, it plays perfectly. Uh, I, I'm guessing, uh, well, well, let me ask you instead of me guessing, uh, is this for a beginner? An intermediate uh, they user? Have, they have different levels. So, yeah, I would say beginner first, yes. Uh, uh, you know, but it, it you can progress, and they'll have all these different songs that you can load down and, you know, just practice with it. So. All right, very good. Robert, what do you got, my friend? Well, unfortunately, I was going to demo an app today, but if you can see... My tablet is stuck in a reboot mode. It stays this way for about 15 seconds, comes up and tells me it's got an update to install, and then gives me an error screen. So I can't demo my trivia crack crack. Okay. Fair I will enough. do it next week as soon as I can get my tablet refreshed. Apparently, I'm going to need to uh, reload Lollipoop for the third time. Hey, but on the bright side, in in a few weeks, Marshmallow should be out. Yeah, right. Hey, guys, I'll tell you what what I'm going to uh, talk about is uh, something that I really hadn't got to try good yet. But when I saw it, I was pretty excited about it. And and I think I saw it here a while back, but I wasn't interested. You know, listen, there's there's a million messaging apps out there. And uh, it doesn't matter what platform you're running on. But uh, ICQ is uh, one of the first that I experienced. And I made friends literally all over the world. Some of them I'm still in contact with 20 years later. No joke. And uh, this thing, it's got video calls. You can do group chats with group messaging. You can record pictures. Or I'm sorry, video. You can take pictures. It's got stickers, and uh, if you're like me and you've got a little sentimental spot in your heart for something like ICQ, uh, try the mobile app. Uh, I've got a very low number. I was uh, I was early on to ICQ, and uh, I'm going to hit up these Tech and Coffee Android Journal guys to download this app and try it with me. I think this is going to be a... Uh, a pretty cool little messaging app. This thing's rated just a little better than four stars. It's been downloaded about 380,000 times. And uh, looks like a very, very promising uh, messenger app. So, uh, yeah, it's got, uh, you can, it does voice calls, by the way, over data. And, uh, you know, like we need another one of those that does that. I mean, uh, you know, uh, as if, you know, Skype or Viber or, uh, you know, Up WeChat here. doesn't work for you. Uh, Google Hangouts doesn't work for you. Hey, ICQ. I was using ICQ back in the mid-90s. And, uh, of course, I was using it on a desktop computer and and loved the app, man. I mean, I couldn't be on the computer without an ICQ open. And... Uh, I was very excited to see this very well put together Android app. So that's my app for this week, gang. Is it interoperable? Does it run run on Apple as well, iOS? I do not know if there's an iOS app or not. I don't know. I'll have to check that on my on my tablet. Now and I'm trying to remember my ICQ number. Because uh, you know I've been using Appear.in for kind of go between my wife's iPhone and my Android app. And that works pretty well. Once you, you know, take that room and own it, it's great. Yeah. I really got to say that that hangouts works a lot better for my wife and I. Now that we're both using Android, yeah, it was, exactly. it was a little awkward when she was running an iPhone. Absolutely. All right, guys, listen, I think we've covered it for this week. Uh, anybody got anything else they want to add? If not, I'm going to tell you about a deal alert. Head on over to htc.com and check out the very super low prices on Nexus 9 tablets, guys. 
uh, I'm telling you, if you were thinking about getting one, now is the time. You're not going to believe the prices. Hey, guys, y'all have a great week. We'll catch you in 7, 105. See you guys. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.